Next on BYU Sports Nation, NFL draftability for Cougar football. How important is it to have multiple BYU players drafted into the NFL each year? Second round NFL pick in 2007, John Beck tells us how important it is to him, and will it get better under Kalani Satake? Baseball and softball climbing the national rankings. Between the lines goes undercover, and the big man is literally on campus for BYU football. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy Tuesday! BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Dos de Mayo. <laughs> that doesn't quite work as well as Uno de Mayo. Uno de Mayo. Yeah, maybe that's the thing we'll do. Uh, the build up. The to countdown to Cinco, Cinco de, de Mayo. Mayo. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Bigfoot Hunter, Jerem Jordan. What's the latest, Jerem? Mo Longy is on campus, people. Mo Longy. What's better than some Longy? Mo Longy. The big man is on campus. He's enrolled in spring classes, he is going to his first classes today. The pride of Tonga is here off of his mission from Phoenix. Mo Longy is on BYU's campus. He is real. He is real. So at Pacific Islander, and it's an interesting spelling. The source for Mo Longy News. Now, he, he wrote, big man on compass. The thing is, Mo Longy on the compass, yeah, yeah, like, on the globe, I think he is the big man. Magnetically, he might affect it. <laughs> I mean, there's probably something to that. He is the big man on compass. And on campus. I would not recommend that anyone run into him that may damage you. If you are unfamiliar with Motikiai Takolo Langi, the background on him is he signed with BYU football three years ago. Bronco Mendenhall saw him for about one minute and then offered him a scholarship in person. Three years? Wasn't it a two year LDS mission? Okay, two two years. years, Yeah, whatever. Two years. He saw him, offered him a scholarship. He came in at 6'7", 410 pounds as a signee, and took the nation by storm. Like, signing day, like, it went, he was the viral moment on National Signing Day. Pretty crazy stuff. Now he's here. Finally. We're waiting for the official weigh-in on the show. We just have to get that approved by Kalani Satake. He wanted to do it live on the air. (laughs) Unfortunately, we... Aren't doing that. We, well, we'd do it. If he came in studio, we'd do it. Oh, that would be uh, a memorable moment. Did anyone sure. ask Mo about this? I don't know. I don't know. We can, let, just look for him. Hey, somebody sees him, let us know. <laughs> Somewhere. somewhere. Lo- he shouldn't be hard to spot. I'd love to chat with no, Mo. Typically, we can't talk to the freshman after the first game, so we might have to wait. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU men's volleyball, the three seed in the six-team men's volleyball NCAA tournament, and it starts today in Columbus at Ohio State 6 Eastern. You can watch BYU and Barton on OhioStateBuckeyes.com. That's because Ohio State's hosting. That's why that's happening. Good luck to the the Volley Kooks tonight. It's going to be awesome. BYU baseball takes on Utah Valley tonight, 8 Eastern at Brent Brown Ballpark on BYU Radio and the app. Batcats are coming off of a sweep against San Francisco over the weekend. They've won 15 of 18, are first in the West Coast Conference, and are ranked 22nd in the collegiate baseball poll and are just outside in the coaches' poll. Everything's swell for the Batcats right now. 
BYU softball not to be outdone swept the West Coast Conference Weekly Awards for the fifth time this season. McKenna Bull is the WCC McKenna Bull Pitcher of the Week yeah. for the seventh time this year. Riley Jensen is the Player of the Week for the second time in her career. She's a freshman. Cougars also jumped one spot in the USA Today coaches poll up to number 20. And Veronica Jones-Perry, the pride of Copper Hills High School in West Jordan, Utah, has been selected for the U.S. Women's Collegiate National Volleyball Team in Minneapolis. She was one of 36 players selected. So she joins Alohi Robbins-Hardy on Team USA Summer Teams. Congratulations. Plenty of reasons to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Aaron Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Two scoops of the NFL draft. For BYU, one scoop is all they get in 2017, thanks to Jamal Williams. He is the lone ranger for the Cougars, being the only player taken by the Green Bay Packers in the fourth round. He's headed to Lambeau Field. Yes, there are a number of undrafted free agents for BYU that will get their shot. But it's about getting multiple players into the draft. That is the conversation headpiece today. What's better than one scoop of your favorite ice cream, Jerem? Mo Lange. <laughs> yes, more than one. What's better than one NFL draft pick each season for BYU? Eight. The obvious answer is more than one. But how much better and how important is it really? That takes us to today's Twitter question. Listen up, yo. How important is it to you as a BYU fan to have multiple players drafted into the NFL each year? Use the hashtag BYUSN at rgreenhaw. Very important. More draft picks means better players, which means more wins, which means more money, which means Power 5 inclusion. Now, that, those are general statements, right? It's general logic being used right there. Because which is generally sound. As I'm looking at the list, I am seeing more teams that had multiple draft picks that, or more picks than BYU that aren't good, like they, they're but, but we're, mediocre teams. We're looking at trends over time, not just this year. Let's look at some trends for sure. I don't know. What do you think? How important is it to you? I think it's really important. Um, can you be – How do a, you gauge that? Like how, how, do you, how do you quantify the importance of something like this? It's not as important as winning games. It's not as important as – you know, winning, I, I think like winning bowl games, beating your rival, getting ranked, all of that's more important. But I think that, and we have this conversation every year, we just couch it with new context with the draft. And this year, BYU had a draft pick. That's great. It's better to have a draft pick than no draft picks. Don't get me wrong. But it's better to have multiple consistently than just one or none, which has kind of been the case with BYU. I think it's very important. I think if you have better players and you have NFL draft pick kind of guys, that you're going to be a better team because, yes, there are 11 players on the field, but the play is generally made by individuals in a situation on the field. A pass is thrown by an individual to an individual receiver covered by an individual corner or helped by an individual safety. Like, we're talking about very specific matchups. BYU basketball could benefit from the same exact thing, right? More picks equal probably more NCAA tournaments, NCAA tournament wins. So I think it matters. It's not as important as what BYU does as a team. Beating Utah is important. You know, winning in bowl game. I, I think it does matter, though. BYU is not up to par in NFL draft picks, in my opinion. I think that they need to get more. I believe they will get more because Kalani Satake, several of his dudes that he recruited at Utah were drafted. Utah had eight picks, tied for third most. That's amazing. Yes, what is up to par, though? What is up to par? I don't know. Multiple. 
Like, like, how about this? With over, who, though? Like, who's setting par? I am. Over, over, I, well, I'm looking at successful programs and kind of seeing what they do and saying, okay, that'd be good to get up to that. Okay, so let's take a look at some trends more in depth with notably BYU and where they stack up with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Since the 2006 NFL draft, BYU has had multiple players drafted in one draft. It was 0-9. Okay, that, that, it needs to be better. It does. Can BYU still be a successful program without that? Yes, but you're talking about probably nine or you're talking about single digit wins. If you want to get to the double digit win mark, I think that more guys that could be drafted would help that. Obviously, it helped that. So, John Beck will join us in just a little bit. He John was taken Beck! second pit or second round to the Miami Dolphins in the 2007 draft. And. Yeah, since that time, yeah, like about that time, about 10 years ago, it's, it's been a rough go. Yeah, it's great to have Ziggy as the fifth pick. It's great to have uh, Kyle Van Noy as the second-round selection. Like, all of Bronze Kafusi third round, that's great. We're saying add to that. So continue to do what you're doing, but add to it. How important is it to all of you? Now, I looked at just this year's draft specifically and, and was intrigued. And Jerem's right. We're looking at trends, not just one year. But I was a little bit fascinated to see that BYU had the same number of draft picks in 2017 as Penn State, Rose Bowl competitor, Georgia, Baylor, TCU, Texas, Nebraska. Oregon didn't have a draft pick. So there are times when good programs don't necessarily put a ton of guys into the NFL draft. Uh, A note there, Penn State the previous 11 years as well as Georgia had multiple picks. Okay, so this was like so their best the year outlier. in two decades produces yeah. one NFL draft pick. That's my point. Yeah, but that's of the graduating guys. in In the next two to three years, you could be like, from that team, there were X. Does that make sense? There. So my point yeah. is, there there are so many moving parts. It's hard to pinpoint like what's going to produce a team that has multiple drafts. UCLA had five the, the year before. They had seven. UCLA is the most overrated college football program in America. They haven't done As a team. anything, but individually. But, but yet they place a ton of guys in the NFL. So how so much that, does it matter? It matters. Yeah, for sure. Let, let's talk about this. So recruiting, right? You, you sit there and you're trying to get a kid and you're competing against some high-level programs. This is what Kalani Sitake is doing. BYU can't go to those guys and be like, you should pick oh, and say, what's your number one priority? Getting to the NFL. They cannot win that battle. In, in that specific instance, yes, it is important. But yeah. how, where does that rank for most guys that want to play college football? BYU is a unique place where, okay, a guy's going on a mission, and maybe the NFL is desirable, but maybe not the end-all goal. But I, I'd be shocked if there wasn't a lot of, like, the four-star guys. These are guys that are going to win, win you games in a lot of cases, right? The talented three stars, obviously there's outliers to this. Where you go into that person's living room and they don't think or want to think that they can get into the NFL. I believe that Fred Warner came to BYU because of the linebacker history here. Troy Warner came to BYU in spite of BYU not putting uh, cornerbacks into the league recently on regu- in a regular way. He could help change that. But it's for recruiting, the NFL is a big deal. It's a huge deal for recruits. How many draft picks does BYU need each year to feel like, for you as the fan, that they are 
hitting par. I don't need multiple every year. I want multiple averaged over every year. Does that make sense? So if you have one this year or none, but you have three or four occasionally, we're, we're, we're seeing too much of a dearth. When BYU was really good at football, they had a lot of draft picks. It happened a lot. It happened a lot. It was great. And that's not a coincidence, in my opinion. You decide. Use the hashtag BYUSN. How important is it to you as a BYU fan to have multiple players drafted into the NFL each year? It's important. I'm just still, I'm just still tr- struggling to find out where, where that ranks in the, the hierarchy of the importance of college football teams. Since 06, BYU's had one multi- year of multiple picks. Boise State's had seven. Utah, nine. Utah State's had five. Toledo, two. Cincinnati, six. UConn, seven. These are equivalent programs, right? And they've all had at least... You know, like five plus, except for Toledo too. So I, I think it's important to try and get guys in the league. Right, it the, will only the thing help is BYU in, in the head to head. Where I feel like it matters most, do you beat these teams? Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's more important than that. It's, it's, it's important. It's outside of what BYU does as a team, that's for sure. But it's going to help you as a team. If BYU wants to be a top 25 program, you can't have zero or one draft picks every year. You can't do that. But you have they, to have multiple. But they did that with Bronco Mendenhall. They did it. No, with with Bron- yeah. No, BYU had BYU had multiple a couple years there when Bronco was like the oh, defensive 07, coordinator. 07, 08, and- 2010. Finished ranked in all three of those years. Did not have multiple draft picks. Did not have multiple draft picks. They were putting they were, they were putting guys in the league with with regularity. I I'm saying an average an average over year. I'm not saying you have to do multiple every year, although that'd be nice. Well, what was the average during the ranked years for Bronco Mendenhall? I would argue that it's one or less. The first five years when it was really good, right? And you don't have to be great to get multiple draft picks. We've chronicled that. At CL underscore living says, I'm a big Y fan. For me, NFL equals non-factor level. More important is the countdown to the Vikings and having a hashtag elite tweet. Well, at CL underscore living, we award you one of the two. Hit it. Countdown to the Vikings. 116. 116 days away, BYU and Portland State at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in late August. More of your tweets on the way. Also coming up, former BYU and NFL quarterback, 2007 second-round NFL draftee quarterback John Beck discussing BYU and the NFL draft past, present, and future. How much better will it get? And what does he think about Taysom Hill in Green Bay? This is BYU Sports Nation. Find this guy! What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN and watch baseball tonight. The Bad Cats, you can listen to them at least. Uh, 8 Eastern time against Utah Valley across camp. Uh, well, again, it's Provo versus Orm. The University Parkway collision. Yeah, what, what I mean is listen, listen to yeah, them. Listen, watch. what. Hey, let. Yeah, listen with your eyes, whatever. Watch with your ears. You can listen to it on BYU Radio and the app. How important is it to you as a BYU fan to have multiple players drafted into the National Football League each year? That is our Twitter question. Again, use the hashtag BYUSN to respond. A second-round pick in the 2007 NFL Draft, John Beck, joins us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. John, welcome back to the show. 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Hey, I heard that it was your anniversary yesterday. Happy anniversary. Thanks. Appreciate it. (laughs) Secondly, what is it like for a player who was taken in the NFL draft uh, the the next few days right after that news happens? Uh, It actually starts as soon as the news happens. It's a whirlwind. Uh, I can remember... I don't even remember what picks happened after me because as soon as I got picked, you're on the phone with the general manager, the head coach, some of the coaches, and then they put you over to the person who starts booking a flight for you to leave immediately because they, they have to fly you out to get you there for all that kind of a media blitz. So I was drafted, I think, early afternoon, and maybe a couple hours later I was on a flight. My agent drove me up to Salt Lake. I was already on a flight, got in. I took the red eye, got in in the morning. They took me to a hotel, and I had a couple hours of sleep, and then they took me over to the facility, and it was meet everybody in person that I hadn't met already, Uh, and then they had this huge media thing where you basically just do the rounds with all the TV stations, radio stations. They have you go up. Uh, Ted Ginn was a first-round pick the same day, so they had Ted and myself do an interview, like interviews at the facility where, where you hold up the jerseys, all that stuff, and it's just whirlwind. You go to the Dolphin Fan Fest that they have for the draft the next day, and you're there, and you're answering questions, and then you go back to the coaches, and they basically give you a playbook and say, we'll see you in a week at camp, and then boom, you're back on a plane sitting at your house going like, I can't believe all that just happened. <laughs> and I'm a dolphin now. That's crazy. Yeah, needless to say, a guy like Jamal Williams is probably tired right about now. Yeah, oh, I, I'm sure. Same thing. He's probably going through everything the exact same way. And, you know, it's funny because people are already starting to recognize him on his flights to and from Green Bay. I guarantee it. I can remember being on a flight that night and people being like, wait, didn't we just draft you? Yeah, yep. You know, and everybody's giving you congratulations, excited to see you play, all that stuff. So, I mean, you wait all of this time training interviews with coaches, combine, you go through the whole process wondering what it's going to be like, where you're going to go, and then all of a sudden in a flash, you find out where you're going and your life starts there. We're talking about how important it is to get picks into the NFL draft and multiple ones. Uh, We shared uh, in the previous segment about how BYU since 06 has only had one draft with multiple picks. Um, how important is it to have multiple players drafted into the NFL for BYU in a given draft? I mean, I think it's a huge recruiting thing. Um, you know, you want to be a program that's known for getting guys in the NFL. I think BYU is a program that's known for guys being in the NFL. It's had a lot of guys that have done well in the NFL. And I think BYU is a place that uh, also people know that, hey, even if we don't get drafted, BYU sends a lot of you know, free agents to the NFL. I think every year that I follow BYU, I know my year, they always have a handful of guys that go on and usually catch on for a few years as free agents. So I think there's a lot of respect for BYU, but I think as a recruiting tool, because nowadays everybody's in fast forward with their thinking. Everybody in high school is thinking about what do I have to do so I can get to the NFL? You know, I think it's rare nowadays to find guys that are just focusing on college, focusing on the next step. Everybody's thinking four, five, and six steps ahead. So from a recruiting standpoint, I know that that's a big deal for the young guys that it's more than just playing college football to them. It's I have a dream to go to the NFL, and they're trying to pick a place that they believe will give them an opportunity to fulfill their dream of being drafted. How much do you feel like this will change with Kalani Satake in charge at BYU? Well, 
I mean, I know those guys on that staff. I, I know that for them, I think that they want players, the people that they're recruiting to know, hey, we want you to go to the NFL. You know, we want you to be able to fulfill your dreams by coming to BYU. And I'm not saying the coaches before weren't like that. I think every coach recognizes, you know, but I think that a little bit of an emphasis, which I know that they're doing, because partly because I think Connie's been other programs where he saw how big of an emphasis it was in the recruiting process, in the way you communicate with the kids coming in. And I think that he understands that. So he's okay with saying, yeah, we want to get you to the NFL. And that excites everybody. You know, if you're some young kid that's, dreamed of it and some coaches saying hey i want to do what i can to help you get there that matters and you know you see that and you want to go play for somebody that that promotes you that way and you look at what utah did with eight picks several of those from the defensive side of the ball where kalani sitake got them to utah and helped in that process i certainly think that could be the case at byu but what position do you think is the most likely the next couple of years under kalani sitake to be the most drafted position from byu what do you think I mean, well, I mean, listen, because I'm a quarterback, it'd be nice to just be like, look, let's get, you know, QBU continuing. Let's get those guys that come in and develop and, you know, have opportunities to go play because I enjoy watching the QB play and I enjoy, I follow always the BYU games because not only am I interested in the school and cheering for my alma mater, but I care about how well the BYU quarterback does. I want to see the young guys there do well, especially because a lot of the guys that have come in after me have just been great, great guys. I get to know them. I've watched them work. I've watched them overcome adversity. I especially like it that we have had a lot of return missionaries. And to me, that's BYU is probably the only place, right, like that has this continual, you have a return missionary that comes in and plays quarterback. And I know how difficult that process is of leaving football for a couple years and then getting back into it. And I want to see those guys have success because I know the challenges. I know that uh, the effort that it takes. Uh, to be able to get back and compete at a high level at that position after you've left it for a while. John Beck with us on BYU Sports Nation 2007 NFL draftee to the Miami Dolphins. We talked about Jamal Williams going to Green Bay in the fourth round. We both feel like it is a fantastic fit. In fact, I don't know anybody that has any credibility in an NFL fashion that doesn't think Jamal in Green Bay is a good fit. What do you think, John? No, I think it's going to be a great fit for him. I have read some stuff where I saw that they released the running back and you know, anytime you see them bring in a couple guys through the draft at a position, that's kind of telling you, hey, this position's open. We anticipate somebody contributing and most likely contributing quickly. And, you know, I was actually texting Taysom and I said, what a cool opportunity that you get to go to camp with your teammates, with somebody that you have spent a handful of years playing with. And, you know, Taylor Green Bay, they've been a winning franchise. And I always tell people, look, the better chances of having draft picks succeed, the better chances of getting on a team and having some success as a free agent is when you get picked up by the teams that have success. It just, for some reason, it just works that way. You have so much turnover on the teams that struggle, and they continue to have turnover. And the teams that do well, usually you see them develop young players. And then even if those players don't stay with the team, they usually go somewhere else and do well because good teams just have a good way of developing players. The Packers, uh, yeah, Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill, which it's crazy. They were together in life, and they continue, you know, in death, you know, into the NFL <laughs> or whatever. What will it take Taysom, uh, for Taysom Hill to stick with the Packers? Well, I read something recently where they said that there was rumors that the Packers were possibly trading during the draft, kind of like trying to seek out phone calls for their number two, their backup. So, 
that is an indicator that not on, it's not that they dislike the backup, but it's that behind Aaron, they are leaving things open. And I just I know that the Packers were highly interested for a while in Taysom and have shown interest in him long, you know, for a while. So that's a good sign. Um, like I said, being in a, a place where they do a good job of developing players, if you go look at the Packers' history, they've always kept a hand, like a few quarterbacks, have quarterbacks on practice squad, quarterbacks behind Aaron that have developed, and they give them time to develop. So I think, you know, being at a place where also there's been consistency offensively, Mike McCarthy's been the play caller there for a long time. So you're going to have a lot of guys that have been in that system a long time. And anytime a player's been in a system for a long time, they know the nuances so well that when they perform, you learn so much from them. Anytime I was around a quarterback that had been in a system for a long time, I was always able to pick up so much more from him than somebody that had maybe only spent a year or two in a system. You know, to be able to watch somebody like Aaron Daly, that's just going to be a big help for Taysom and his development. John, you work closely with a handful of quarterbacks pretty much year-round. What do you feel like Taysom Hill has to do to become an NFL-style and successful quarterback? Well, you know, one of Taysom's biggest assets was his running ability. And we all, you know, kind of every time he took off with the ball, you kind of said, oh, could this be a big play? Could this be a 20, 30 yard, 20 or 30-yard run, right? In the NFL, I know that he's extremely fast, but, you know, I've seen guys, Michael Vick, that were lightning fast, and you don't always get to use that. You have to be able to go back in the pocket, go through your progressions. And now I've seen Taysom do that a lot, and I saw him progress. Um, I mean, we all, I think, probably feel the same way. Watching that Nebraska game a couple years ago and seeing the way that he was playing, I saw a big jump. And then we all hoped that that could continue, and then you find out he has the injury, he's got to come back from the injury, and then all of a sudden the offense changes on him. Him having to change, his, change offenses will be a benefit for him going forward, but an area that he will constantly work on is finding success and finding success on third down from the pocket and going through your progressions, knowing when to take chances, knowing coverage identification, and then having that kind of alter your decision-making process as you go through your progression. Those are areas that not just Taysom, every quarterback has to go through, but I know that you know, that's probably an area where Taysom himself knows this is something as I jump up levels, this is where I can improve. That's where you didn't really get to show your stuff in the NFL, right? Your speed out of the pocket, John. That was, you, you didn't Listen, flex that, that. That's something that I wasn't really ever caring to show. <laughs> like, I'm no four, you didn't flex four that muscle. Like, I'm no 4-4 four, four guy, like, so I was never caring. And listen, one of the differences in the NFL, like you get hit hard in college. Man, you get hit really hard in the NFL. John uh, back yeah, with this. I have no idea what that's. <laughs> <laughs> Jer- Jerem's trying to imagine that right now. I'm like, ow, uh, I hurt thinking about that. John back with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's finish with this. What other BYU players do you feel like are in a good position as undrafted free agents? Harvey Longy, Kainakua, Andrew Eide, Michael Davis. I mean, there there are a lot of guys. Who do you feel like is in a good spot? I feel like anybody that goes to the Patriots, <laughs> you're in a pretty good spot because. <laughs> Same thing with development, right? And then I just, it's crazy, guys, how certain teams just somehow develop players. Like, you go look at teams, and it's like they're fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks. They only spend a couple years with the team, and they're gone. And then you go to these other places, and it's like their fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round picks are contributing and playing great. 
and then all of a sudden their undrafted free agents are contributing. And you're like, wait a second, how come these places can get so much value out of these players? And then it looks like the other places want to point the finger and just say, yeah, this player's not panning out. And it's crazy how that works. I mean, you see it, right? Like, so the Detroit Lions are saying, ah, you know what? We gave Kyle Van Noy his chance. It didn't really work out for us. Let's get some value for him. And the New England Patriots go, hey, great, bring him to us, and we'll get him going. And then he gets to be out on the field playing in the Super Bowl, and now the Patriots are saying, gosh, this guy could be a contributor for us for years. And I don't know what it is, but you see that all the time. So, you know, the first one in my head, obviously, was when I see the Patriots. But again, I think Jamal and Taysom are going to have great opportunities at the Packers. I just, I know people that have played in the Packers organization. I think the way it's ran is first class. I think that they get a lot out of their players. And, you know, I all the best to all the rest of the BYU guys that have gone places. The NFL is a crazy business. You just never know the situation you land in. You don't know how things mesh with the coaches, how the system's going to do. You don't know uh, the players that are around you, who's going to get injured, and then when your opportunity is going to come how well prepared you're going to be for it, all those things play into it. John, it's always great to talk to you. I know that you and your uh, 4-4 speed need to get back to work uh, in Southern California, so we'll let you uh, speed off to that. All right, guys. Thanks, John. Yeah, we'll see you. John Beck on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Fascinating stuff from a guy who lived that process. Like, listening to him talk about, like, what happened right after the draft the next few days was crazy. That is pretty crazy. All of a sudden, you're on a plane, and you're going, and now Jamal Williams is like the seventh most popular man in Green Bay. How important is it to you as a BYU fan to have multiple players drafted into the NFL each year? At BYU Pinoy says, very. It's what players want. We all want BYU to win. The talent that comes here want to know they have opportunity at the next level. Coming up, hey, post-spring top 25 rankings out from uh, Fox Sports three BYU foes and that. We'll get to that in a bit. Plus, we go between the lines with the always dancing Lauren Frankham. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Hey, did you hear our interview with John Beck? If you didn't, it was really, really good. What does he think about Taysom Hill in Green Bay? And why is Jamal Will- or what is life like for Jamal Williams the first few days after he finds out he's going next level? Download the podcast, or you can watch more BYUtv.org, BYU Radio, and the apps. It's all available for you anytime you want it. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines as well, starting with BYU men's volleyball. The voice of the Cougars in that capacity is sitting next to me, to my left. They open things up against Barton tonight in the six-team men's volleyball NCAA tournament in Columbus at Ohio State. Watch that match live on OhioStateBuckeyes.com. BYU Baseball takes on Utah Valley tonight, 8 Eastern at Brent Brown Ballpark. Alliteration. On BYU Radio and the app, the Batcats are coming off a sweep of San Francisco this weekend. They won 15 of 18. They're first in the West Coast Conference, and they're ranked 22nd in the Collegiate Baseball Poll, and they're just outside the Coaches Poll. So everything is awesome right now. When you're part of the baseball team. They've won five straight overall. BYU softball has won 15 straight overall. They swept the WCC Weekly Awards for the fifth time this season. McKenna Bull, the WCC Pitcher of the Week, the seventh time she's received that this year. Another uh, piece of paper going to McKenna Bull. Riley Jensen, the Player of the Week for the second time in her career. The Cougars also jumped one spot in the latest USA Today Coaches Poll up to number 20. And one of the greatest athletes out of Copper Hills High School, Veronica Jones-Perry, has been selected for the U.S. Women's Collegiate National Volleyball Team in Minneapolis. She's one of 36 players selected. 
It is time, Jerem, to go between the lines. And, and before we get there, I want to say that last, last week, fittingly, I was not here. And I, I'm kind of glad that I wasn't here so that everybody, including you, could all react in the moment to seeing those three guys in the not-so-pro day not beat my 40 time. Well, I'd, no offense to those guys. They're all nice guys. Uh, I didn't think any of those three were going to beat you. <laughs> I think I think Melocopter could dunk on you. <laughs> I think la- he's six, laser, eight? laser Sheep has the strength of a yeah. an ox. Listen. And then, uh, and then who is the other guy? I can't remember. John. John. And then John, he's got quick feet. He's got quick feet. <laughs> what it really proved is I'm actually not as slow as a lot of people think that I am. Okay? You should compare yourself to people. Yeah. Well, you compared yourself to Harvey Younger originally. Well, this next athlete, <laughs> well, I didn't compare myself. I said I could probably, You compared your time to Harvey Younger. Because it was wrong. It was wrong. They messed up Harvey's time. This next athlete probably could give me a run for my money. M- maybe. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. That took way too long to get to me. I think it's safe to say that Spencer would not have a chance against this athlete. She has been unstoppable. In fact, her 800-meter time is good for seventh in the world right now. We wanted to see if anyone else on campus had any clue. This is Undercover Athlete with Shay Collinsworth. All right, we are here with Shay Collinsworth from the track and field team. Shay, are you ready to go around and see how much people know about track and field and yourself? I am. Let's go. Let's do this. anything about BYU track and field? No. Nothing? Uh-uh. I've heard that the girls are very attractive. I have actually not heard anything about the track and field team. I heard that we're killing it. I heard that we have like 25 or something athletes in the top 30 or something like that. Do you know Shay Collinsworth? No. Um, okay. No, I don't think I've heard yeah. the name. I have heard about Shay Collinsworth. I feel like I should, but I haven't. Don't worry. Okay. She's not She's not that big of a deal. Oh. hope she doesn't see this. I'm sorry. No, I'm you're sorry. good. No. Oh. <laughs> oh Shay, wait, Shay, is that a girl? That's a girl. And she's been breaking records and nationally ranking in a lot of events. Is he or she related to Kyle Collinsworth? Um, I think so. No, am I supposed to? <laughs> no, she's not that good. She just, um, I think she's ranked seventh in the world right now. She runs a 201 in the 800. That's dang fast. That's fast. Wow. I don't think I could do dog that. Diggity dog, diggity dog. You think you could do that? Do you think you could do that? No. no. I wish. I think so. I think she's second in the nation or something. Wow. That is really cool. I did not know. Eh, that's all right. I don't think I'm better than her, but I'd like to race her. But you kind of said you were. Just a little. Well, thank you for your time. I'm Shay Collinsworth, by the way. <laughs> I'm Shay Collinsworth. I'm on the track team. Yeah. This is undercover athlete. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm Shay Collinsworth. You're Shay Collinsworth? Yeah, I'm Shay, I'm Shay Collinsworth. And Kyle's my husband. So, oh, okay. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Can you sign my eye clicker? <laughs> How was that whole experience for you? Um, it was humbling because no one knew who I was except for one person. So, But it was good. It was cool. It was fun to see everyone's reactions to things. If you had a message for all these guys, and if they're all listening right now, what do you want to tell them? Uh, <laughs> do your research. Get to know your student athletes. As Spencer Linton would say, 
I would think Che Collinsworth is pretty elite. Yeah. Join us next week as we do a special Mother's Day segment where we ask athletes what their favorite thing about their mom is. It is really special. And if you haven't seen any of our segments or have missed some, make sure you go to our YouTube page and follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL. Uh, a couple of things, Lauren. One, I told you to leave the mothers out of this, okay? <laughs> leave the mothers out of this. <laughs> Second thing is, can you in a, in a 40-yard dash, really, I have zero chance against Shea Collinsworth. I'm that, not running the 800 meters. Stride? She's like a gazelle. I'm not running the 800 meters. 40 yards? You, you have, you, you have zero like chance. A, like a 1% zero chance? She's seventh in the world in the, in the 800. World. I'm saying a 40-yard dash. This guy. Are you serious? One <laughs> wow. percent? I can't have a one percent chance. Like no. she couldn't slip or something. You think an athlete that good slips? It happens in the she Olympics, right, Jerem? No. It's never <laughs> happened in the Olympics. All I know is I want to be the agent for she and Kyle's children. Oh yeah. 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 Well that you've wrote, you've written your ticket at that point, haven't you? You totally have, yeah. Lauren, Incredible that was uh, that was really good. In we fact, had a surrender, was, surrender cobra, surrender in that. cobra, and that good. when the kid found out, he was yeah, what, what, you're shaking. What? I loved. I heard they're really attractive. <laughs> yeah, that's what we said that right before. We're like, I great. hope Kyle's not watching this. He's he, probably going to get hit on a lot. Is Shay Collinsworth? Is he a good? Who who is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's the Russell Westbrook of BYU. Yeah, who is he? Ah, <laughs> oh, really good stuff. Uh, dare I say, almost elite, Lauren, on your part. You're almost there. Mm, my goodness. You are so gracious. You're almost there. I appreciate it. Thank All right. you. Gracious? Wow. <laughs> Thanks, um, guys. <laughs> you're the Mitch Matthews? Of, well, is that oh, what you're saying? Don't go there. Mitch is on an NFL roster, man. <laughs> How important is it to you as a BYU fan to have multiple players drafted into the NFL each year? More of your responses on the way. Up next, senior standout for BYU women's tennis, Savannah Ware-Avina. is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, listen to the Batcats, ranked 22nd in the collegiate baseball poll. They won 15 of 18. They take on Utah Valley, the fighting Cody Figures, coming up on BYU Radio and the app. Wow, your references are getting more and more obscure. This is year four of the show, so we've got to take it to another level. <laughs> Twitter question today. How important standard. is it to you as a BYU fan to have multiple players drafted into the NFL each year at Twiggy or Stone? Tweets in, very. Players want to go to a place that prepares them for the next level. More drafted means better players are coming to BYU. Yeah, it won't hurt. That's for sure. Is BYU overachieving consistently, though? That's, that's the question that I have with few draft picks and continuing to win games compared to other programs that have a lot of draft picks and aren't winning games. Preseason standards are too high at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. To, to overachieve often. Like, hardly ever are we like, hey, that was way better than we thought. That was great. Like, hardly ever does that happen. <laughs> when has that ever happened? <laughs> when has that should, ever yeah. happened like, at ne- BYU? Next year for BYU basketball, we'll be like, look, I don't even know if they'll make the NIT. <laughs> and then we're like, wow, that was a great year. <laughs> 
Joining us now in Studio B, our second guest of the day, Savannah Ware Avina, all WCC's second team singles player. Savannah, welcome into the show. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Hey, repping tennis. You know, like, I don't know if you noticed on your way in, but we, we are repping BYU oh. women's tennis right in front of your uh, microphone. Perfect. Okay. I saw the tennis ball on the corner, too. Yeah, we just need a racket, and then we'll be completed. <laughs> yeah. That's where I was going with that. So, yeah. so if you feel like donating you got a racket one of your really nice you rackets, you sent me a message. Point. I would have brought one. I mean, <laughs> Dr. Lauren, she'll yeah. she'll hook us up. Right? Yeah. All right, coming off uh, the West Coast Conference tournament as a six seed, you upset St. Mary's four to three. That was uh, a, a nice step That's in the awesome. right direction for the tennis program. Yeah, it was great. It was it was incredible. We clinched the match at it was three three, so we finished at four three, and mm. our freshman Sam Smith finished the match for us and six three in the third. It was amazing. It's like the walk off. What was the celebration like? Oh, we were all screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. What's what's it like to compete? And we've been talking to some members of the golf team. Same idea, where it's an individual sport, but it's also a team sport. So how do yeah. you manage that dynamic? It's tough because I mean, doubles is different. Obviously, doubles you have your um, your person out there that with you, but it's individual because every match is like you're on your own. Like it counts as the team as a whole, but you're on your own. So it's it's tough. <laughs> you're like, I want to succeed as an individual, and then oh yeah, the team. Yes. <laughs> and it's and it's hard to know. Okay, I've got to do my individual job right now. That's number one. Yes. And then that will lead to team success. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Have you ever played in a scenario where it's been tied 3-3 and you've been the determining match? Yes, And if so, what, what is that like? <laughs> um, I used to do it. Actually, it happened a lot freshman year, but it hasn't happened in a while other than uh, Utah State. We beat Utah State. And it came down to my match, and I clinched it for the team, and it was it was again amazing. It felt so good. <gasps> How does that work in terms of who you put in that position? Like in the four by one hundred, the fastest guy goes last. Yeah. The second fastest goes first, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So whoever is like seventh, I guess, in this situation. Yeah. So we How does have that work? well, our lineup is just one through six, mm -hmm. and then it just comes down to when matches finish. But um, oh, yeah. gotcha. It's, it's, it does. It's it doesn't time based. Yeah, it's time. Oh, okay. Basically, so interesting. So things wrap up, and then yeah, the just, group just kind of gets bigger like, and bigger. What'd you as, do? Exactly. What'd you do? Yeah. Oh, we're up. It's yeah. just who is like on the end. It's like whoever finishes last, kind of thing. Whoever <laughs> takes the longest. Yeah, it takes the longest. So you all play at the same time. Yes, we all start at the same time. Mm. So now I'm liking this <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, that that makes it more interesting. That's that's like in the World Cup when it's like so and so needs to tie, and they all play at the same time, so they yes. can't just like yeah. lose on purpose or. Yeah, that's a new dynamic tie. to yeah. the yeah. excitement of tennis. So, so if you show up at a, a tennis match and the season's over now, right? But yes. next year, you watch all of them at the same time, baby. I did not realize. Yeah, that. you have to go that's match cool. to match, that's walking cool. around. <laughs> Very cool right, stuff. Yeah. Savannah Ware Avina, All WCC second team singles tennis player, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Can you play tennis for fun? Jeremy and I talk about this a lot with different athletes. Like you specialize in it so much, you practice so much. Like, is there is there a time when you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna go out and have fun playing the sport that I play every? It would day. definitely be tough. Um, I think I could do it. I have done it with my husband a couple times. Like just gone out just to like play for fun. But that's fun because you beat him to oh, talk, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's definitely hard just to play for fun because I'm like, oh, I'm so competitive. But <laughs> what's what's your husband's name? Jason. Jason. Is yeah. he good at tennis? Kind of. Like, <laughs> did, did that when you were dating? Like, did that matter? Did he? No, like he's tennis? good at volleyball. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He was on the volleyball for high school, so nice. Yeah, 
I like that honest answer. Yeah. Kinda. Because <laughs> like, oh, he's watching. <laughs> I know he's watching. Can you pepper with him? Can you? Uh, you like it, in volleyball? Can you you know pass it, spike uh, it with him? No. No. Okay. <laughs> can he uh, play tennis? Okay with you? No. Do you no, guys try? We try. You... We've tried. Like go back and forth, but yeah. neither. No. <laughs> We'll, we'll just take our, our sports to you ourselves. Need, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Listen, go to the Wii or to the Xbox yeah. 360. Yes, exactly. Like that or exercise even, like a good human being, <laughs> right? Even too. the playing yeah. field in terms of competition. Wait, so is there a sport, because you guys seem athletic, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a sport that you guys both play and enjoy together? Or is um, it other stuff? We, I mean, we just like hiking, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And hiking is pretty fun. Um, and then make, just working out, going to the gym. You make there that you competitive too? Uh, oh, you're, you're you're running you're wait, running at a six point eight rate right now, six point nine. You're out of breath at the Y Mountain. <laughs> Seriously, the Y is legit. Man. That's a tough time. Oh, that's funny. Okay, now you're in an interesting situation because uh, you're done playing tennis and you're close to graduation. You got a few classes left. So what what do the next coming months hold for you uh, as a student and then as you know a tennis player? Yeah, I'm so I'm taking spring and then uh, over the summer I'm take I'm coaching the camps. And then I'm looking to go back home and coach tennis, like get into the uh, collegiate, I think, career. Oh, okay, is, so not what high I school. Do. Not high school. I want to coach college tennis. I mean, maybe a little country club stuff, we'll see, but I definitely think college. <laughs> Sports psychologist Craig Manning is known uh, for being fantastic and a great addition, right, in yes, the uh, yeah. uh, athletic department. What's your favorite Craig Manningism? Craig Manningism. I think just everything he talks about to us is just like staying in the present. That's like the biggest thing for me and not looking too far ahead because tennis is all about like, it's so mental. It's crazy, but it's all about like staying in the present and focusing one point at a time. So. I, I always write these down. Yes. We're, Jer- we're, we're <laughs> Tweet it stay, out, Jerem. <laughs> stay in the past. No, just kidding. No, definitely not past. <laughs> well, on the negative. I think, I think you got, yeah, that wow. sounds about right. Wow. That sounds good. The anti-Craig man. <laughs> <laughs> Savannah, thanks for the time. Congratulations on a great career at BYU. Thank and you. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Thank in, you so uh, much. In your coaching career. Yeah, you need to sign the flag. Can you oh, sign awesome. the flag? Yes. That'd be awesome. All right. There you go. Yeah, go ahead. Savannah Ware Avina. One of the best on the West Coast Conference when it comes to women's tennis. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a loaded Cougar whip around. And I promised you the post-spring top 25 from Stuart Mandel. Three BYU opponents in that top 25. I'll tell those next. And Mo Lange. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guest, John Beck, Savannah Ware Avina of BYU Women's Tennis, and of course, Lauren Frankham and Shay Collinsworth, who teamed up for today's undercover athlete with Between the Lines. Coming up this week, Colton Shaver of baseball, Riley Jensen from softball, return missionary basketball player Ryan Andrus, and women's volleyball player Veronica Jones Perry, aka Ronnie Jones. Three top 25 teams for BYU football in the post spring top 25 via Fox Sports, Stuart Mandel, number 13, Wisconsin number 20, LSU, and number 25, Mississippi State. Oh, no, Utah. But Utah was listed as just missed. So we could see. Uh, the point is, loaded schedule again for Utah BYU. Utah just missed. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Volleyball. It's a three-seed in the six-team men's volleyball NCAA tournament, which starts tonight in Columbus at Ohio State, 6 Eastern time today for some of you. Watch it on OhioStateBuckeyes.com. 
Ronnie Jones Perry has been selected for the U.S. Women's Collegiate National Volleyball Team in Minneapolis. One of 36 players selected. Congrats. Baseball. Batcats take on Utah Valley tonight, 8 Eastern at Brent Brown Ballpark on BYU Radio and the app. Batcats coming off a sweep against San Francisco this weekend. They won 15 of 18. They're first in the West Coast Conference. They're ranked number 22 in the Collegiate Baseball Poll, and they're just outside the coaches' poll. Softball. The Batgirls swept the West Coast Conference Weekly Awards for the fifth time this season. McKenna Bull. The WCC Pitcher of the Week for the seventh time this year. Riley Jensen, the Player of the Week for the second time in her career. And they jumped one spot to number 20. Men's Basketball. Friday, we told you about the BYU Hoops team playing in a tournament at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn Thanksgiving weekend with UMass and Alabama. Now we add Minnesota to the mix, according to Fan Rag Sports. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman went one for four with a run in a win for the Chicago Cubs AA affiliate, the Tennessee Smokies. Against the Mississippi Braves. The Smokies? Smokies. <laughs> Tennessee Smokies. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were the Southern California but Smokies. Hey, Go up the I-10, the 405 East. Stewart. <laughs> Californians. What are you doing here? Today's Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it? Uh, the whole state of California. Yeah. Ronnie Jones does. Ronnie Jones for making Team USA. (laughs) The pride of Copper Hills. Yeah. Stop by the floor to get some peaches. (laughs) Got some fresh avocados inside of the rod. Yeah. How important is it to you as a BYU fan to have multiple players drafted in the NFL each year? At Analetto says, just beat Utah. Everything else is secondary. Does that mean head-to-head or, like, in number of draft picks? You know what would be cool? If BYU had BYU Irvine. Oh, my goodness. sick. Are you I hope BYU beats Long Beach State Thursday. Elite tweet of the day at Crazy Skillet. Very. It means coaches are recruiting well and developing talent, and more talent equals more wins. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag wow. BYUSN. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even talk. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Garth Chamberlain. Of course it would be Garth. The first draft pick. on, Garth. <laughs> yeah, we'd never sell out. Back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. Go shred some waves, bro.